So, Mike, one of the things that uh, following the iOS minimalism show that we did and we talked about our home screen habits and and things like that and folders and how much we have or whatever, um, I, I thought it might be interesting to just talk about our other screens and maybe a little bit about how we have them arranged, but even more so, maybe talk about some of the kind of neat little apps that we don't have on the home screen yet we like and use a lot and maybe have them on a on a secondary screen and basically call out uh, some of these uh, some of these neat apps. Yeah, man, uh, sounds cool. You do know this is going to be a lot of work for you on the show notes, though, don't you? Uh, yes, I do know that, and I'm, but I'm hoping that at least the apps that you mention, you'll send me those links so of I can course. I can do that. Yeah, but uh, so uh, I'll 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 start. Um, Go for it. All right. So uh, first off, uh, so on that last episode, I forget what episode number that is. I'll, number three. Number three. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, I kind of talked about what was on my home screen and, and such, and I, I may have even posted a screenshot or two here or there. Uh, but uh, what I didn't mention was, so on my second screen, that second screen contains all of the built-in apps outside of a folder, just, you know, just all the built-in ones. Uh, you know, contacts, calendar, iPod, iTunes, notes, voice memos, YouTube. You know, I go across that. Da, 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 da. Uh, so, if it's a built-in app, it lives on that second screen. Uh, obviously, all the built-in apps that are included now don't all fit on that second screen. No. Uh, there, there are things like Game Center and settings and such that bleed over to the third screen. Uh, settings I keep in the on the third screen in the uh, far upper left-hand corner, so I can. Uh, you know, I, I can always locate it easily because I find myself going in there and turning stuff off more often than not. You know, like, you know, you install some new application and it's got, you know, it's got badges and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't need a badge for that and turn that red dot off. You know, last thing I need is more red dots telling me what responsibilities yeah. I have. Um, uh, so. Uh, but then, so I, I'm just going to call up a couple of things that uh, the, a couple of apps, few apps I love cool. um, that uh, maybe are under the radar people haven't heard of. Queue up, queue up. I find I use more often than than not. And I it kind of scratched an itch I had for a while, um, and I had put out a call on Twitter. I'm like, hey, here's you know, random app developer. Here's a good idea for an app. And then someone responded, oh, you know what? I think this guy's working on that. You should talk to him, you know? And I hit him up, and he's like, yeah, I've, I've got an app like that coming out soon. You want to test it? And I'm like, heck yeah. Uh, but uh, QUP is this. Uh, QUP simply allows you to add things to your Netflix queue as quickly as possible. Uh, now... You know, this may not be of interest to some of our international folks, folks, but over here in the U.S., I wished uh, it have, was of interest. <laughs> say that. Uh, we we have a, a service here called Netflix, and basically, you sign up for a certain number of DVDs or games. They do games too, uh, a month, and uh, you fill up a queue, and they will mail you the DVD, basically 
to rent and you keep it for an unlimited period of time and when you're done you mail it back and then they mail you the next item in your queue so like i'm on the i'm only on the one dvd plan so i get one dvd i watch it i stick it in their prepaid envelope i send it back and then they just simply send me the next dvd on my queue all for one low monthly price okay and it's as fast as I could watch them as many times, you know, whatever. So if I can watch a DVD every day, you know, given mail time and stuff like that, I could theoretically have up to 15 DVDs a month for the, for the low price I pay. But I digress. The problem I always found was I'm out and about at lunch talking with a friend. And they're like, oh, man, the other day I watched movie x i'm like oh tell me about movie x i've been interested in that oh dude movie x is is it's off the chain man it's the freaking bomb because you know that's how my 40 year old friends talk um and uh you know they're you know it's the it's the shiznit yeah and so i'm like okay well you know i i'll have to add that to my to my netflix when i get back home and i type a reminder to myself and now I'm da, 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 da. but with queue up with queue up, I can search for movie X and go add to queue. And with even with the tap of a different button, I can say add to the top of the queue because if it's that much off the chain and that much of the shiznit, I want to get it like next in line, right? Um, and it's really great for doing just that. It's one of those apps that kind of does one thing but does it very, very well. Um, so that's queue up. I really like it. Um, the uh, the National Public Radio, once again, U.S. listeners only, sorry. Um, uh, Nash, NPR has a great little uh, app for, uh, I'm kind of a NPR junkie uh, uh, for a lot of their shows, This American Life, Prairie Home Companion, you know, what have you. Um, also, some of the great music stations here in the Twin Cities. We've got the Curate. The current, which is a uh, a local uh, a local station, but they stream internationally, and uh, and they're really great. Uh, KCRW has an all music channel, streaming all music channel uh, out of the public radio station in uh, LA, and so this allows me to find all of that great stuff along with their specialty programs, their specialty interviews, and it opens me up to all sorts of new music and all sorts of, of interviews and information that I normally wouldn't just be able to turn on my local public radio station and uh, and listen to and get. Um, I, I should mention that my father is in radio, and so uh, I grew up with a love of radio. Um, absolutely love it. Um, and uh, I I think any iOS uh, uh, talk would be incomplete if I didn't mention the wonderful plain text by uh, Jesse uh, of Hog Bay Software. Um, plain text is simply, simply allows you to, uh, uh, it hooks up with Dropbox and allows you to type, uh, you know, have a really nice iOS writing environment that synchronizes with Dropbox in plain text files. Um, and it looks gorgeous and it just plain works and you type, 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 type and it just gets saved to your Dropbox and when you go to your computer or you go to any other Dropbox-enabled device you can, you can 
access that plain text file and it's uh it's it's really fantastic so yeah that's that's just just a few of the other apps i've, I've got a total of of uh of four pages uh, but i will say that the fourth page is really uh it's got one two three four apps in a folder on there um and the folder is nothing but apps i'm beta testing because <laughs> i like to keep those kind of all in the same area so i know hey that's that's where those live so that's that's uh that's what's behind the curtain as it were on my iphone what about you mike yeah so let's look at some second page stuff for me um ego it's a great app. Um, a lot of oh. people may have heard of Ego. Um, it allows me to do one of my favorite things in the world, which is check numbers. Um, so I've got in Ego, Ego is like a sort of widget, really, which will allow you to check statistics for things like um, Twitter, um, Google, Google Analytics. Um, it allows me to check check the uh, Squarespace stats for the Bro Show's website, um, it, Tumblr stuff as well. So it will show me sort of for the feed burner, um, how many how many people subscribe to a feed it does it all in a very very nice little interface um, it has an interesting iPad application as well where it shows you the same info that the iPhone one will but also allows you to log in to each of these services just by tapping on them um, What I, the main reason I like Ego is it just gives me all of these numbers in one place because all I want to know is either how many followers something's got how many hits it's had in the past 24 hours or how many people subscribed and it saves me so much time rather than logging into each service i can just bring up ego and it's all in there for me yeah i i, I use ego and i like it a lot too um and uh, uh just just curious so uh, it it tracks you know analytics and things like that what do you mm-hmm. use for analytics are you using google analytics or are you using mint or some other package because it, it handles them all when it comes to the bro show at thebroshow.co.uk, yeah. slight plug, um, I use Square. The, the analytics that Squarespace comes with are fantastic. Ah, uh, they okay. are really, really good. But I also use Google Analytics for comparison, ah. um, simply because it's just simple and free. Um, yeah, and I use Google Analytics for the podcasting project.co.uk as well. Um, and after my abomination a couple of episodes ago i did buy both the podcasting project and the podcasting process because i could <laughs> not work out what i wanted to call my own blog uh, whilst recording with you it, it, it's it's okay it's all right i uh i understand <laughs> I did, I got that a bit of flack for that me. i did get a bit of flack for that um so yeah so i, I just go with google analytics it's good it's what the industry care about as well really you know, if you tell right. them, people believe what Google Analytics numbers are, I suppose. Um, we all love Twitter, and we all love to have followers on Twitter. And if you really want to get granular about it, I use BirdBrain as well. It's mm. another fantastic app. Um, something that our good friend Mr. Ian Hines wrote up about um, a little while ago, because he mentioned it, because uh, somebody had asked him what it was when he published a screenshot of it. Um, BirdBrain is a, is a really great uh, Twitter statistics application. Um, that it allows you to sort of track how many followers you have, how many updates you've posted, how many times you've been mentioned, and it will track it over time. So, for example, you can see the differences seven days ago, the differences a month ago, and mm. from say from your following then to your following now. 
obviously it only can build this up as you have the app once you go into it for the first time it won't tell you how many people followed you seven days ago because it doesn't know that information um, it can only get that information the longer you have the app so the longer you keep it around the better it will be for you um, question uh, for you yep. about that can you will allow you to to manage followers in within it so like you know oh, i want to unfollow or uh, you know or people you follow so i want to unfollow this person or that person you know i want to go through my whole list and kind of say okay you know check 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 okay unfollow all you know what i mean no no and i think that isn't i think it's something they'd like to have because they have a, a list of followers and you can go in and unfollow people i think it might be it May, I could be wrong, could be an API problem because just because of the way that this app works, I think that they would they would like it if you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I you mean, have to. I, I, I recently was looking for an app and Ian had suggested BirdBrain, but you know, I, I what I really wanted to do was kind of go through and see, you know, kind of get analytics on the people I follow and make some choices based upon that. I mean, you get a list of everyone that you are following, and you can go in individually, and it's just an extra button press. Um, but you can't sort of press the edit button and then just mark a load and delete. I gotcha. That's great. But, 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 but can you go in and say, oh, okay, this person you know, tweets on average 30 times an hour, um, you know, and then at that point say, okay, I want to unfollow this person. No, all you get is uh, the basic statistics. Okay, all right. Unfortunately, I think again because it's it would need to be caching that information, okay, um, which it doesn't do. But it's a great app just for the vanity stuff. All right. Um, if you live in London, you need to own Tube Deluxe. If mm. you bear, if you dare to venture onto public transport. Um, you will definitely need this app. For example, if you are faced in one of the many uh, rail closures that happen every weekend, this is a very... You had your American bit. I'm having my, my London a bit. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. If you dare to travel onto Mayor Boris Johnson's t uh, Transport for London in on the weekends, then you will know the horror that will meet you as you're told that everything is being improved and the way to improve it is to close everything um, <laughs> tube deluxe is really the, the, the app for you i mean what i love about tube deluxe it will give you sort of if you put in i want to go from wood green station to beacon tree station it will tell you the routes that you can do that it will give you all the possible routes in which you can do that um, it also will do this underground so it has a, it must have some sort of database and developer malcolm barclay is has thought of that since originally you couldn't do that but a lot of people will need to know this information while they don't have an internet connection which is when they're on the tube oh, so i think as a bit of genius thinking really um so for example if you're stuck somewhere because such and such train now has a signal failure um you can plug in i'm here i need to go here and it will do it all for you if it knows that there's closures on a line, because um, they can be preordained, then it will also route around the closures for you. Um, and we also have a map, just a basic tube map, so you can plan a route manually if you want to. It's a fantastic application. And if you do frequent the underground, it is a must. Um, now, now, I, I will say that that sounds really useful for even someone just visiting. So it's not completely oh, definitely. like, 
you know, exclusive to the UK. I mean, uh, that's something I would download for sure. Without a shadow of a doubt, every tourist needs this application. Because... That sounds awesome. We close so many lines here on the weekends. Um, Yeah. It is because we're preparing for the Olympics, basically. So the the mayor is trying to make sure that during the Olympics weeks that nothing will go wrong and that yeah. they tr- that the tube lines can take the amount of people that will be coming onto them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I could rant on about this for hours but it's another podcast. Um so yeah, it's def- definitely you you would need it because especially oh, see non-English speakers need something like this. Because, you know, if, if you're a non-English speaker, the worst thing is to be stuck somewhere you don't know where you are. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the last one that I will mention um, is an app uh, called Sky Plus. And Sky is the satellite TV provider that, uh. that everybody has in the UK. We, only read, we have a couple of choices, but practically everyone goes for Sky. Um, they've done a recent update to their app, their Sky Plus app, which is beautiful. Um, when you open the app you're presented with a splash page of interesting programs like recommended programs to be watching and it has information about the programs um, it has lovely like really really gorgeous images um, it has an awesome a TV guide um, which does this cool kind of rolling effect as you scroll up so as you scroll up other pay- the, the channels below in the sort of the TV guide sort of flick down it's like as if it was made of plastic and it might be a bit difficult to explain but if you'd see it, you knew what I've meant. As if it's sort of spring-loaded, so they're flicking down. Nice. But the best thing about this, if you are a Sky Plus user, and Sky Plus is basically the DVR service, for anybody you know not knowing this, you can set programs to record in the app. So if you're like, oh, I need to record, I don't know, Got to Dance, which was something I just saw when I opened, not something I watch, um, you can just press Sky Plus Record, and as long as it hasn't started, it will record it for you. So when you nice. get home, it will be it will be waiting for you on your Sky Plus box, which is very very useful. For for US folks, uh, I will say that uh, the uh, if you have uh, Elgato's uh, ITV, um, which is the ability to basically uh, you know watch and dvr things uh on your mac it's a little uh, hardware uh software uh combination uh i have one and, and love it um, mm. and and i don't i don't have cable tv i think i've mentioned that at some points here and there on the internets before um i i rarely watch tv uh but you know every now and then there's a special occasion like you know the oscars were on uh and i wanted to watch well I've got ITV, and I've got a uh, just a regular antenna, a digital, a digital broadcast antenna um, that I can get locally uh, local HD channels on, and it will, you know, it'll pick up the HD, and ITV will show it in HD. It's great, um, so I could watch the Oscars in HD and on my on my iMac. Uh, which acts as my television, really, uh, since we don't really have a TV because we don't watch much TV. But you know, everything we watch is on Netflix or, or uh, you know, whether it's on DVD from Netflix or streaming uh, from Netflix or Hulu or you know, what have you. Uh, we do almost everything streaming. But for those things that don't stream, ITV is great. And the ITV actually has a great little. 
uh, both iPhone and iPad app that both allow you to watch over your Wi-Fi any shows that you've DVR'd or recorded or whatever, um, but also allow you to schedule things for DVRing and recording uh, from from the iPhone and from the device, uh, and yeah, it's just uh, really nice. So uh, I'm only pointing that out not to steal Mike's thunder, but just to say <laughs> that there are alternative sort of similar things for U.S. users. Good stuff. So, and and what about like so? How many more screens do you have on your? Um, I have one more screen after that. Um, on that screen is basically. So on the second screen, I have stuff like games as well, some reference applications like dictionary and that sort of stuff, weather stuff. And then I have on the third screen, the third and final screen, I have a bunch of utilities. Um, like PayPal, Amazon, Dropbox, that sort of stuff, and then all of the stock applications in a folder. Um, all of them except clock and calculator, calendar, that you know, the really useful ones. So stuff gotcha. like voice memos and the horrendous notes feature <laughs> uh, is all in there. And I have a I have a flashlight app because it's used. They are useful. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I found myself in need of one. Uh, in need of one today. Uh, earlier today, I was meeting with an insurance adjuster and didn't needed to see somewhere that didn't have a flashlight. And yeah, iPhone came in pretty handy. I suggest um, one called Light, just L I G H T. It uses the uh, actual LED flash. Nice. So that's useful. So one final thing before we wrap up mm-hmm. on episode three, where we talked before about <laughs> iOS minimalism. You right after that episode, you went through and you did like a major purging. You really took that to heart. Oh Can you yes. Report and give us an update on on that and how it was and what I it was like. I believe I was a, I had around 160 applications. I think that was about about the amount. Um, I'm now down to 65 in total, and I have no folders on my home screen. That rules. That's great. I'm I'm so. I'm proud of you, Mike, actually. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud that you kind of took some of that to heart and put it into practice. That makes me feel good. Well, I've got to... I can't, I can't be sitting here talking to you about this with uh, 2,000 applications on my iPhone. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. All right. Well, I think that wraps this one up. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk later. Will do, buddy.